This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. Welcome to another episode of Move My Mass. I've got a great guest today to talk about my favorite subject, swimming. Uh, he's a former Division One swimmer, top five finisher multiple times at uh, the Shark Fest swim from Alcatraz, father of two great daughters, and I am looking forward to this conversation because it's all about swimming. So, Barry Hibbard, welcome to Move My Mass. Can't great wait to be to here. Talk, can't wait to talk about swimming with you. Great. great. So, tell me, what, what got you started in the swim from Alcatraz? What, what drew you to it? It, uh, it was my brother. And uh, another buddy of his, or of ours, Adam Stoll. And so Adam was an old triathlete, uh, Ironman finisher, guy a couple years older than us. My brother and I swam down at Mission Viejo. And I think it was a couple guys at Mission that kind of tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, you need to come do this with us. And so he went up and did it himself. And then, of course, he told Adam and I about it. And boy, that kind of started the wave. And next year, we had three or four guys that went. The next year, we had five, six, seven guys. Next year, we had like 10 or 12. And all right. of a sudden, it becomes this, right. this big social thing with basically the old BHS swim team. And, okay. um, and that's where all the guys were coming from. Gotcha. So gotcha. a couple of guys from West High, Doug Morrison and Adam, but most of the guys came from BHS. And it kind of became like a swim team reunion every year. And we had our ritual. We'd go to the Sneaking Rose the night before because the wetsuit's <laughs> always better with a little garlic in it, you know? And uh, and it became just kind of this fun, you know, camaraderie event that we'd always look forward to and always had that training event on the calendar. So I'm going to say in the early 90s, you know, we basically did it every year. Okay. We, rarely, we rarely missed. Right. And then as you get older and stuff and life starts to occur, you know, then one or two guys would fall off and different things would happen. And now it kind of, you know, in fact, uh, my brother and I were just talking, we're going to try and get the band back together right. for 2021. Yeah. And uh, yeah. if they allow it to go on, we're going to try and get back up there because we need a little carrot. And how long is that swim? How far is it again? It's a mile and a half. Mile and a half. It's basically a mile and a half sprint. It, yeah. You're, you're hitting the gas from the time you, you the have to. goes off. Because, you know, they take you out there in the blue and white or the blue and gold fleet. Right. And so they limit it by the number of people on the boats. So each boat holds 550. So it's 1,100 person race. Oh, okay. okay. So they cap it every year. They have to. And it gets capped earlier and earlier every year uh, as far as the entry into it. And um, yeah, because you got to get out of the hole. I mean, right. 1,100 people. You have to get out some open You got to get out in front. Yeah. And so, you know, usually uh, we get my brother and I up front, and then the rest of the guys will kind of get in and try and get in the wake. Right. And, uh, and draft and get out in front of the squad. You know, yeah. you got to get out in some clear water. Otherwise, holy cow, you're in the washing machine. Yeah. And that's Back no fun. There. That's oh, no fun. So fun. Yeah. No. So what, if you were to, let's say you were going to do it this year, mm -hmm. what would be your training program? What, how would you approach your training? Uh, number one is just commit to the consistency. Okay. So the training itself isn't as hard as the consistency. You just got to get the time in. And so, for me, it's about figuring out how do I produce a carrot, whether it be the board on the wall that just says you're going to do it, whether it be a little competition at uh, BCC where I train 
you know, where like last year we had the, uh, the heat is on competition. Okay. Who could do the most laps in November and December? Okay. Type of thing. And it's amazing to me how little of an incentive it takes. I mean, it doesn't take much. I mean, right. if you're going to give me a free brunch, dude, I'm in. All right. Yeah. If that's what it takes to win and I get a free brunch, sign me up. The, you carrot, know? the carrot doesn't have it to be It doesn't have to be big. very big. No, no, it doesn't <laughs> have to be very big. But I need a carrot. I got to have a little something to where, gee, it's inconvenient. Oh, shoot. Kellenberger is going to be there today getting laps in. I got to get there. I got to do it. You know? Right. And so you got to figure out how to eliminate the excuses and figure that out. And part of it can be, if I don't have that type of carrot, it can be the, you know, the little card on the fridge or the card on the mirror that just says, you are committed to training five days a week and you put your days down, you yeah. know, whatever they are. Yeah. So you kind of look at the week in advance on Sunday night and you say, okay, what do I got this week? What do I have? Where's my interruption? Where am I going? Okay. So, so it's the old adage. How do you plan your week around your workouts? Right. So you kind of look at your big meetings. You kind of go, or I have, do I have travel or not? Okay. Well, if I have travel on Thursday, that means I better not wait till Thursday. I mean, got to, you know, let's get, let's front load the week. Right. Right. Let's get a Monday. Let's get a Tuesday. Right. Let's do that. And so each day I kind of know where my sweet spot is. Yeah. And I got to get it on the calendar, you know, and Monday glad, at lunch. And I'm really instance. glad you're hitting on that because that is what Move My Mass is all about is we can do all this and still live life. We can still do, oh. we can still go to events. Yeah. Whether it be a triathlon or a cycling event or whatever it is that you're doing, you can still live life and accomplish what you want to accomplish. Yes. You just have to figure out how to do it. Like you got, well, you got to load it. your week. It's yeah. how bad do you want it? What price you want to pay to get it? And, and the biggest price, a lot of time, is just organization. Right. Because the perfect week might say, I'm going to swim Monday, Tuesday, take Wednesday off, swim Thursday, Friday. And then hit a long swim on Saturday. That might be, maybe that's the perfect workout for somebody, the perfect workout week. Well, the reality is, you know what? I've got business travel Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All right. I better hit it hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Shift it around. Shift it around. And or the other thing I always do is I make reservation where there's a pool. There you go. So a little bit of city uh, research. Right. So if the meeting is at, you know, the Marriott here. You call the concierge and say, where's the lap pool? Do you guys have one or not? Yeah. And then, of course, you got to go, oh, we have a lap pool. Okay, define your lap pool, right? Let me, right. you know, do you have a picture? Let me see what that is. Yes. Better yet, do you have a YMCA? Do you have an athletic club? Something close. What can I, can I get a pass to that athletic club? You know, those sorts of things where you kind of just probe a little bit and it's amazing. And that will always determine where I stay. You know, for instance, yeah. Chicago, the Intercontinental in Chicago has a fantastic 1932 pool. Nice. And so it is, you know, with the ceramic tiles and the ceiling and everything, it didn't matter if it's 100 bucks more a night. I'm saying the Intercontinental because they got the pool, man. They've got the right the pool The Converse for you. can be down the street. At the Sheridan, I'm at the Intercontinental because they got the pool. Well, and that's how you make it happen. That's yeah. And, that, that's and not, then once you make that commitment, guess what? You're going to get at in the pool. At 5 a.m., even though I had too many gin and talks the night before, that's irrelevant. I told myself I'm staying here for the pool. I'm going to the pool. Yeah. You know? So, and that, and that is, okay, like I said in your introduction, you've been a multiple top five finisher. And no matter, that's a certain level of swimming. That you're fast. That's all there is to it is you are fast because of multiple reasons. Naturally have it. You train for it. You've had years of swimming for it. 
what's your advice for the, if somebody said, you know what, I want to, I wanted to go do the swim from Alcatraz, but they're, they might be able to swim for five minutes and then have to take a break. What, what would be their approach? What should their approach be? Uh, usually people like that, that are good athletes that haven't swam yet. When I watch them swim or I try and help them swim, they are muscling the water. Okay. So the first thing you got to do is learn how to glide. You got to learn how to relax and you got to learn how to glide. And so the first thing I always do is I teach guys the 10, 10 drill, you know, 10 kicks on one side to, 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 to 10 kicks on the other, 10 kicks on the other. So you learn how to roll and you learn how to glide. As soon as you do that, then you come back and you say, okay, now you're, you're relaxing. You're not muscling the hell out of the water anymore, right? You're not punching the water. Yeah. Now let's work on your kick. Because very few people who didn't swim as a kid know how to kick, right? They're I all knees. But, yep. They're not hips. Yeah. And the kick is all hips and core. It's not knee. And the rest of the foot and the leg is all of a whip based on the drive from here. And so then you, you kind of teach them that. You teach them the, the, you know, the, the angle of the foot. And if you get those two basics down, now everybody, the five minutes where you're exhausted because you were just fighting the water, it's not a big deal anymore. And that glide. There's a learning curve to that. Oh, there is. And it just takes Be, time. And beyond yeah. the actual technical aspect of it, there's a learning curve to becoming comfortable in water. Yes. Where it's just, if you become comfortable in the water, the rest will come a lot easier. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how many triathlon starts I've been in where the gentleman or lady next to me is, their heart rates through the roof because they're anxious. They're not mm -hmm. comfortable in water. Mm -hmm. Where you and I, that's my... That's my well, there's two spot. things going on there. Number one's the starting gun. Right. So the starting gun causes most people who haven't raced a lot to go through the roof. Correct. Whereas well, if you've raced a lot, you understand before the starting goes off, you got to figure out how to get it to go down. Keep everything relaxed. You got to do every... the, the deeper breaths, right. that sort of thing. And so there's a whole skill to that that we take for granted that we do after racing so much. Yeah. And then on top of that, there is the comfortable in the water. Whereas most of the people on either side of you, this is their worst sport, not their best sport. You know, yeah. out of the three and a try. Right. And it's amazing how many people, you know, you hear, I can't wait to get to the marathon. Right. Like, are you, are you, <laughs> you just nuts? bump your head? Yeah. <laughs> <Are> you <nuts? laughs> yeah. And it's, but yeah, it's uh, something I wish for any swimmer that's not comfortable. If you learn that, you've got a lot of it whooped. Because mm -hmm. anybody can teach you the glide. You, you can learn that. But you've got to. Get out of that anxiety mode. Get out of the anxiety, learn how to relax, learn how to glide, and then learn how to kick. And once we have those down, then we can work on the hand positions and the strokes and all that. But you got to get the other stuff done first. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about if you're going to sign up for another one, what's going to be your approach? How are you going to, are you going to uh, do a lot of base work? Are you going to do a lot of speed work? So, my, how you, how you good, go good, into it? Good conversation because my brother and I were just together and we were talking about how it's been a few years. And if they have it in 2021, we need to be there. So, we're going to get ourselves signed up, and assuming there's still spots, because usually right. as you get towards New Year's, it fills up. Right. right? And um, so, we've gotten aced out where we said we're going to do it and we couldn't before. But this year, there's probably going to be some, some space. And so we will get signed up probably in the next, probably this weekend after this conversation. Yeah. Probably, you know, yeah. when would be, when would now be the best time to do that? Right. Right. Probably tomorrow right. morning. I don't, yeah, right. You know, yeah, we got each other all 
jacked up for yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I'll probably just sign him up too and tell him just what we're in. Okay, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so we'll we'll do that. And then it is it's about it's about basing consistency in my book. So the first thing you got to do for the rest of the month here in December and January is find a place, which is a little bit of a challenge. Now we can talk about that later. Some of the pools are closed. How do you build that that consistency and that habit? And in my mind, especially as I've gotten older, it's more important to have the consistency than it is the intensity. Gotcha. So yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I agree 100%. Consistency. Because if I can get myself there consistently and I start having some fun, I will naturally start to push more and more. I don't even have to think about it. I mean, it's just what happens. It's like, so can I crank off a set of five 100s, you know, on the 120 or can't I? Yeah, what's going to happen here? Yeah. And so you start, you know, playing those games with yourself. Um, The other thing that really helps is to swim with a couple other guys. Right. Um, I haven't had that a lot lately, but the few times I do get it, boy, does that make a difference. It does. And I I never swim with a group. Mm -hmm. I, you know, everything's on my own, but I do like when there's other people in the pool. You're either the rabbit or there's a rabbit in the yes. pool. You know, yes. you're getting chased or you're chasing. Yep. And then, you know, it's sometimes it's good. Sometimes like, oh boy, I'm never catching this guy or girl. They're way, they're, they're fast. Yep. yep. You know, or vice versa. You know, they're, they're catching me and I'm like, oh, just got lapped again. Maybe I, I better push this a little bit. Yeah. Let's not get <laughs> laughed. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not, let's get, not laughed. get laughed on this 200. Right. right. So yeah, this, so the, that fun competition is something that also help keep, keeps you going. And if you can find a swimming partner, not unlike anything else, that accountability becomes easier. It is hard to do it on your own. It is. You got to find a game. You got to find a group. You got to be able to do that. So finding that consistent and be part of it. The other way that I train for Alcatraz is spin class. Okay. So I have done a couple of Alcatrazes with very little swimming, all spin class. No kidding. Yep. Mm-hmm. So your VO2 is in shape, right? right? Your legs are in great shape. As long as I've swam some to where I'm not going to just, you know, have rubber shoulders. Yeah, your lactic acid goes to the roof immediately. Um, yeah. As long as I've swam a little bit to where some consistency on that, you can do Alcatraz based on uh, doing interval training on the spin bike. Just show up and go. I've never had that approach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. my brother and I have done that a couple different times and with some decent success. I d- yeah, for me, I do know that if I haven't swam for a while, it doesn't take me long to be back in the pool before it comes back. Mm-hmm. On the bike, it doesn't take long before the cycling comes back. Run. A I don't different. run for a while. That's like a mountain to climb. Yeah. Like, when is this ever going to come back? Yeah. I think everybody has their, you everybody know. Everybody has their different thresholds. Yeah. You know, and as we get older, it takes a little bit longer. You know, I used to be ready for a sprint in a week. Not so much anymore. Right. right? I, <laughs> it, I, Let's just do, you know, I'm not, I'm a decent swimmer, but you're, it's funny because I tell people Rolex could hire me and set their time to me. I don't care how long I've been on the pool. If I'm going to go swim, say I'm just, hey, John, get in the pool, swim 2,000 yards. And I have a watch on. It's going to be a minute 33, minute 34, 100 every time. Like, just I don't even have chink, to look at it. Chink. Yeah, It's just set to it. I don't care how long I've been out of the water or how long I've been in it. It's going to be a minute 33, you know? And that's, for me, that's one of those things I'm trying to figure out. Like, all right, John. Because so much of my training for the last 
10 years has been for distance, not speed. Of course, you want to go fast, but all right, 2.4 mile swim, that's a lot of ground to cover. Mm -hmm. Not thinking about sprinting. You're not thinking about a quick arm turnover. You're just thinking about the glide, Mm -hmm. the roll, get through 2.4 miles. So it's, it's been a long time since I've worked on speed work. And it's, it's a totally different workout. It is. And, and it's more to, fun. It, and to try to go back from distance to, because I will go do some, I'll get in the pool and say, all right, John, you're going to go fast today. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's like every time, get, finish my workout. Like I will, when I talk about workouts like that, I'm saying, I'll get in and say, okay, we're going to swim 1,500. My, you know, I'm going to swim 1,500 straight. John, do, do the first 500 easy. All right, turn it up for 200, slow it down for 200. Speed it up for 200. <laughs> it turns out the same. In my head, in my, I physically think I'm, and I videotape myself, and I think my arm turnover is faster. Like, you look the same no matter what. Now, for me, it's really hard to get there on the speed stuff. So we need to train together. Because I'll bring the speed right out of you. Uh, I know you will because you'll that's be way out I there. Like, right, so I'm that's not. the difference is um, I was a sprinter. Yeah. But I could do distance. Yeah. But I don't like distance. You know, as soon as I figured out in college that you score the same amount of points for four lengths as you do 20, sign me up for four. Yeah, I'll do the four, please. And then, oh, wait a second. The sprinters get to go to the weight room two days a week instead of getting the pool. Sign me up for sprint team because I am tired of this dang pool. Okay, right, so right. that became kind of uh, kind of a fun deal, and then I grew quite a bit also in college. So um, helps. So yeah, I really I enjoy the speed. That's the fun. It's still the ability to you know do uh, that type of interval training. I rarely get in and go a thousand straight. Right, rarely, and that's all I do. It just doesn't happen that often. Yeah. You know, the boredom kicks in. I mean, I've got to go 50s, 100s, 200s, 250s. <laughs> something with some sort of variating speeds. Something with some sort of challenge. I got to play with the clock a little bit, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and see where I still am on 100 and hit some quick turns and do some negative splitting. And I mean, I've just got to do those things. I Otherwise, need, I can't do it. I need to do those things. It's just never. I am working it into my workouts more often now than I used to. I am. But boy, it's not my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, and it's completely opposite from when I was younger. Yep. I used to like to do the speed work. Yep. Now, like, so, hey, John, go go on, jump in and do 4,000. All right. It's like yeah. a diesel engine. I just I go I, and go I, back and forth. I struggle to go do that. You know, now, yeah. if I had somebody to do that with, maybe I could get, get my head around that a little bit better. But based on training as an individual, I got to do the short intervals. So I want to talk a little bit about the technical aspects of swimming. I mean, we've been touching on it, but lately I've been reading about, uh, you know, I've always learned the high elbow. Mm -hmm. That's how I swim. Well, I don't really swim that well with it, but that's how I swim with with the high elbow. And now I'm seeing on Instagram posts, and it's not that it's new, but I'm discovering it is whether you want to call it the high hand or the, the circle or the straight arm, where instead of coming out of the water with the elbow, they're just coming out with the hand and, What's your take on that? Um, you a, you yeah, I, I, I'm not up on the new stuff. For a guy that was so involved in it, I don't really keep up on the new deal. I didn't either. I just um, started seeing it posted lately. Yeah, no. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a high elbow guy. I'm old school. Yeah. You know, I'm still uh, into kind of the S skull, and I still do sculling drills. 
And where you do the front skull, the mid skull, and the rear skull, and you work on the roll and the head position right. is probably my head position still probably old school, you know, compared to what they do now. Um, so I'm not I'm not a good person to ask about the latest techniques because I've just kind of done. I'm basically I'm an '80s swimmer. Okay, and so whatever was good in the '80s, I still work on perfecting that. East, that's 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 my gig. You know, totally whatever good. Matt Biondi did. That's what we're still doing. <laughs> he was the first one to really start that whole sprint program up at Berkeley. Right. And he kind of changed the way swimming worked a lot, particularly for larger guys like us that are over six foot, that are over 220 pounds. Yeah. He changed everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's no longer the need. A guy that weighs 210 or 220 can't train like a guy that weighs a buck 60. Can't. Right? You can't. Your shoulders can't do it. There's no can't need to. And so that whole regiment that changed in the 80s there um, with the Berkeley system and then the way relays have kind of come into play and stuff in, in the point scoring, it just makes more sense. So yeah. even today, yeah. if some kid you know, asked me what to do, I'd say you got to learn how to sprint. Because look at, look at all, if you can learn how to do a good hunter free and a good hunter fly, you can do all kinds of stuff. Right. I mean, come on. They take eight guys to the Olympics in the hunter free, right? Because they get two relay team deep just in case injuries occur and everything else. I mean, yeah. let's go. Right. You know, that's that's the that's the game now. You know, so now you have the sprint, the 200 relay, 200 free, the 400 free, the IMs. I mean, all those things, there's a lot of places where a guy or a gal that is good at 100 free and 100 fly or 100 free and 100 back can participate yeah. and add yeah. value. Lots of places. There is. And there's not as many places, in my opinion, for the distance. You know, that's kind of an isolation deal. And I'll just tell you, it's not as much fun in the distance lane. It's, it's just not. There is no fun in the, the distance sprinters, lane. The sprinters have a lot more fun. It's just <laughs> a lot more. There's a lot more grab ass. There's a lot more just camaraderie yep. and stuff. And it's just, it's just a fun place to be. And you're right. racing every day. Yeah. You're getting on it. Yeah. And that was the thing that, that beyond you and that whole era changed is if you want to swim fast, we're going to swim fast every day. Yeah. We're going to work on that. That's yeah. And that is, that did change because it used to be no matter if you're a sprinter or a distance guy, you'd just go in and pound the yardage. Everybody trained the same. That was the old Don Gambrel deal. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. the Olympic coach down at Long Beach State and then, um, uh, USC's training, and then we were at Mission Viejo with Mark Schubert, and that whole thing was just pound, pound, pound. Yeah, let's do another 10,000 yard day. as you started to get a little older, and you got bigger, and you got stronger, you're like, I don't need to do that. You know, right. what am I, why am I doing that? You know, that's crazy. It's so much nicer now. Uh -huh. Well, I, I don't swim, but just to watch the high school and college programs that I do witness, like, this is completely different from when I swam. They're totally. way smarter. Way smarter. And they're faster. It's all about the starts. It's all about the turns. It's about the technique. And it's about the speed. And yeah. And, and then you need some distance guys. Yeah. You know, and you got to have those guys that really enjoy that and do that. Let them go do that. But the points are scored with the sprinters. And you don't need to go swim 10,000 yards a day if your event is the 100 and the 200. No. Nope. No. Nope. You just don't. If you're in the water for one to maybe two days a week, you do that over distance, that long, slow yeah. training, yeah. that sort of thing. But the rest of the time, you're working on speed. Yeah. Yeah, which is so. How do you how do you approach nutrition nowadays? Um, I I'm aware of it. Okay, so let's right. start with that. So you got to remember, right. I'm an old '80s college swimmer. Okay, 
we were on the seafood diet. Forget, forget swim. Oh, I know. Okay, oh, when we you're... see it, we eat it. That that was our diet. All well, right? how many yards were you putting in back then? Ten thousand. Ten. Yeah. Ten a day on regular days, but not. I bet. I bet during your two a days, you're probably putting in fifteen. Uh, we would approach that because usually we'd go four to five in the morning. Yeah. And then you know, depending upon the afternoon session, we could go another. You know, anywhere from six to eight. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is a lot of calories. Yeah. And nutrition for that is one thing. But now, age now, but you still still work out consistently. How do you approach nutrition on it? Um, again, I'm aware of it today. Right. Um, I still am riding the metabolism wave, mm-hmm. although I recognize my wave is slowing. Right. Finally. And, um, and so I am a little bit smarter today than I ever have been. So... I don't do a lot of special eating. I just try and eat smart. I don't eat the gigantic portions anymore that I did, although I can usually still buff up if need be, yeah. right? If somebody wants to challenge me to an eating contest, okay, game on. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, and we can, um, you know, so uh, basically it's a lot more of the lean fish, chicken, buying the higher quality things. Uh, trying to teach my kids good habits. So we're doing a lot of vegetables and kind of doing the balance. Uh, still doing a little bit of fruit, but kind of focused on on uh, the slower, uh, lower sugar content fruits. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just trying to just be a little bit smarter, but not. I'm not a fanatical diet guy by any means. Now, at the same time, I'm not a big dessert guy. I don't really like sugars. I'm not a soda guy. Right. And so, other than the Dr. Pepper with Mexican food, Right, but you gotta, hey, you gotta have gotta it. have that, um, and then to drive sometimes at night, I need a Dr Pepper. Right, but um, now for the most part, I you know just kind of normal, sensible. You yeah. know, I don't eat any of the office candy. I don't eat any of that. You know, none of that even appeals to me. Right, yeah. And so, so like, you have the ease of not liking sweets, so that takes a lot of. It takes a lot of the deal out. Yeah, it's just not my thing. That, yeah, um, so that's and a nice, that's a great approach. That's what I like to hear. That's what I want people. You know, there there are times during the year where I'm like, okay, I'm really going to buckle down and count calories and really buckle down. But it's not very most of the time. It, my approach is the same as yours, and that's what this is yeah. all about. I mean, I, I don't eat fast food unless I am desperate. Yeah, I mean, I just it's not even. I, I just I don't even think about it. It's not. It, an I don't even drive past. It's not even an option, right? Yeah. I mean, right. But once in a while, you get stuck, and you know, if I don't eat something, I'm not going to feel very good here in another thirty minutes. Let's yeah. just go do that. Yeah. Um, but that's just, that is a rare once a year type of thing. Right. You know, and so a lot of it is just, and I cook at home a lot, right? We don't go out a lot as a family. So I think it's important for the kids to know, and I cook every night that they're with Mm -hmm. me. And so last night was, shoot, we had salmon. We had cut up cucumbers with a little bit of sea salt on it. We did have some cantaloupe and then we did, um, tater tots because my youngest one loves tater tots. Perfect. Who doesn't? You know, so yeah, that was, yeah. you know, that was in an avocado yeah, uh, sliced up. Perfect and that dinner. was, that was dinner last night, you know? And so that's right. the type of thing that we're doing on most nights. And so we'll rotate through and then I have some special soups and stuff that I make. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not crazy on the calorie count, you know, but yeah. I'm conscious of it. Right. I mean, I'll turn boxes over and look and go, okay, what's that? You know? Um, but for the most part, I just try and stay active and just try and stay smart. And stay away from the sugar. Excellent. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's nice to talk to you today because, you know, learn that you can do it when you travel, figure out your, figure out your workout week. Mm -hmm. You can, you can figure it out. 
Thank you for getting on the technical aspects of swimming with me. And, you know, hope the audience liked it, but I certainly liked hearing about it because I am a swimmer. But uh, yeah, thank you for coming on today. And uh, looking forward to getting the pool with you. Maybe, well, I, maybe I think I, I, need a, I need a training guy. So, you know, if you can do the distance, you teach me a little more discipline on distance and I'll teach you a few tricks on let's get some speed up. All right. You well, know, thank you so much, Barry. All right. Thank you, John.